You're gonna beat me? At golf? <laughs> oh, you're on. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I am episode seven. We have a really, really nice show on hand today. Uh, besides all the sports topics, it might be got, the best show yet. We've got a uh, a good friend, fellow podcaster, John Cirillo, host of Fanalyze This. Host of Fanalyze This, uh, great podcast. Funny guys from the Bronx, real raw shit. You know, if you're not if you're not from the Bronx or the greater uh, New York City area, you might you might be uh, a little scared, but don't worry. It's it's a fucking great it's a great uh, great podcast. So here we go. We got John on the phone. John, what's up, guys? Thank thank you so much for your kind words. I fucking love it. And yes, we definitely turned some people off, but we hope to turn more people on. You know what I'm saying? You definitely got us. That's for sure. I mean, we're used to it. We like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys, you guys do a great job. So, yeah, John's John's podcast. They talk about sports, but they also talk about life, music, movies. Basically, it's a bunch of friends bullshitting around in someone's basement, talking about whatever the fuck Damn they right. want. AKA the podcast studio, the po- my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got all kinds of stuff going on. They got wild bets, challenges, uh, would you rather sh- type <laughs> shit. It's great. So uh, John's a big baseball guy. I think. Uh, oh, actually, before we get before we get into the uh, before we get into the sports shit, I want to do. Puma's gonna say, Puma's got something to say to John about his bo- right. his boy Vidge. Oh, Vidge. Uh, hey, Vidge. You know, if you listen listen to this episode and we get to talk to you down the road, I feel your brother. But <laughs> let's 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 be honest. We're pitching in because se- I pitch in the same type of league in Westchester, and I'd like to see who's the better pitcher, either me or you. Oh, but. We're in a semi-pro ball for a reason, okay? Don't try to think that you can actually outpitch a major league, a major league hitter here. You know, come back down he's from earth. About, he's talking about he's got a better arm than the outfit. Listen, listen. You're no, you don't have a better arm than Aaron Judge. You don't have a better arm than Aaron Judge. You don't have a better arm than Ichiro. You don't have a better arm than Vladimir Guerrero. I think he. Okay? I think he specified Johnny Damon or Curtis Grant. Well, listen. Johnny Damon throws like a fucking woman, but and that's that's his point. So that that was how this whole thing originated. Is lately this kid's been getting a complex, right? Where for a while he thought he could play in the NBA, which was outrageous. The NBA. And then, yeah, that was that was a while ago. That was college days, you know. He thought he could play in the NBA, oh, and then now, so he's played baseball his whole life, growing up, everything. Baseball's been his sport, um, and you know, over time he's gotten better and all that. And his claim is that basically in high school he wasn't as good as he is now. So if he you know, take his skills now, bring him back to high school. Maybe he makes a college team and could go to the pros. So we obviously, just like you, think it's fucking crazy. I've played baseball my whole life too, everything like that. But he thinks that it's bullshit that some of these guys get to the big leagues and they have <laughs> weak-ass arms. And it's it bothers him. And it's just one thing he cannot let go. So this guy, right, me and him will play catch, all this other shit. He's wearing back. He's trying to throw as hard as he fucking can. <laughs> 
and he thinks, you know, he thinks that he's got a shot. Somebody's going to see him at a fucking game that he's doing, semi-pro, the, all these bullshit things. It's not going to happen. We all know it. He knows it, but he's still going to never let that down. Yeah, you got to love it, though. Now, love the it. thing is this. When it comes to the pitching, he's never really pitched in his life. <laughs> so the fact that he, you know, thinks that he can be a good pitcher is crazy. Now, I do think he's going to have a nice zip on his fastball if he pitches. Uh-huh. He may be able to work some shit in. There's just a lot of things that go with it. I think he's going to find yeah. that, you know, it, there's there's all the hurdles that you're going to have to get through. Of course. You know? And well, it's not just being able to throw hard exactly. or what you think you can do from 60 feet, six inches away. There's, you know, there's a whole mental aspect to it. Yeah. So God bless him. <laughs> so <laughs> now I just want to, I kind of want to put something in perspective here. So I looked up while you guys were going off talking about, you know, his complex and stuff like that. I pulled yeah. up Johnny Damon's fielding percentage and in 18 seasons, his fielding percentage is 988. He wasn't a schlub defensively, even though he couldn't throw. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you that's, know. That, that's his thing. He's like, yeah, these guys can catch the ball, but I can definitely throw better than them. Yeah, he's just saying he's got a better arm. That's does all, he have that's a good arm, John? He Honestly, he does. I will say that. Um, he's He's been an outfielder for a long time. And uh, on our next episode, we allude to a little story of how good his arm may be. Um. But, I, listen, I don't know. Does he have an arm? Yeah. Can he be in the bigs? No. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just say He's no. my guy. He's been my best friend since second grade. I don't want to put him down. I love him to death. But this is just something I, I don't think he can make it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's, that's, it would be fucking awesome. That's movie worthy right there. Yeah. It's, like, mean, the, they, it's like the rookie they, they part, too. A, they made a movie like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, did he, he, never, he didn't play college ball. No, not at all. And he now his thing is he never tried out. Where did he go to school? Uh, Iona. Iona. Oh, Division One. He could have played with Mo. Mo's kid. Mo's kid yeah. went to Iona. No, but how old is Mo's kid? He's like our age. Which which Mo? Which kid are we talking about now? The the, the real ones or the illegitimate? Ones? No, the one that just got drafted. He got drafted by the Nationals, but now he's out of baseball and he's playing for the Putnam Angels in the Hudson Valley League. What the so fuck is, what the fuck is that? That's and, another adult league up north. There's like four different... This Throg's Neck League that Vidge is in is brand new. And not for nothing, yeah. I pulled up the Mariners. He's playing with one of my ex-college teammates. Wow, look at that. Oh, who's that? Kevin Coogan. Oh, shit, bro. I've played with and against Kevin Coogan, too. Kevin Coogan and I played college ball together at Mount St. Vincent. Yo, do you know Mike Ruzzo? Yeah, Mike Ruzzo. I played with Ruzzo, too. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. bro. Look at that. Making connections on the podcast. Ruzzo. And do you know a kid named Giuseppe Adrania? I um I've met him a couple times. I played with I, him. Actually, I have met him a couple times. I played with him. He went to Raymond's. Uh, Coogan went to Spellman with Phil Mangerino, even though Phil Mangerino's from Mayapack. But yeah, yeah, I played with all those guys. Ruzo was a year older than me. Yeah, bro. He's he's one of our good good friends. He was actually on uh, I think like episode two or something. We had him on. He's a good dude, man. Love that kid. Oh, I gotta go back and listen to that episode because Ruzo's a freaking is a clown. Oh, he's a nut, and he's a nurse now. Bro. Yeah, he's just, he's out of his bird. I liked I liked Ruzo. <laughs> Ruzo a was dude, a funny though. was a funny guy, dude, but that's fucking crazy. You know, Holy I played shit. with Coogan, and I was like, oh shit, Coogan Coogan's on that team. Wait, so how does this work? These these what do you call this? Semi pro? Semi pro? They're semi pro men's league, so they play at night. They're playing actually at Throg's Neck Little League Field. That field's a freaking band box to begin with. Oh, hell yeah. Bro. I actually grew up two... No. Two no. Blocks. 
No. Oh, thank God he said this, John. Thank so God. No, I, no, no. no, no. Let me, let me. No, listen. No. I, my family's from the Bronx, oh, from Throg's Neck. Oh, God. John, so, don't listen to this fuck. My dad went to Lehman. My mom went to Lehman. Ugh. When I was born, we lived on Meager, right okay. by Pennyfield and right by the field. So I went to that field all the time, and my cousin played on that field and everything, and he they live on Hollywood. So we, I moved out when I was like five. So gotcha. I said, I, and all my family's still in the Bronx. I was, my parents got married in OLA. I was baptized in OLA. That's my parish church, bro. So, you know, I have the Bronx connection. So I like to say, yeah. you know, I have Bronx roots. No, and that I'm from, that's that not I'm what from, you say. You say I'm from the Bronx. You say I'm from the Bronx. You know, I You're have not. Bronx tendencies. You know so. who's from the Bronx? The guy we're on the phone with right yeah, now. Yeah, Mike, uh, obviously. Yeah, right, brother. Obviously, he's from the Bronx. He's Bronx through and through. Yeah. But I have Bronx roots. Okay, so do I. But and I, I like say... to consider, since I was born there and I grew up my first couple of <sighs> right. life, years of life, that's where I'm from. I, I'm glad. I'm so glad this came up naturally because I was going to talk about it. <laughs> you didn't tell me this, asshole. No, you I didn't put because, me on the spot. Be, yeah, because I don't want you to start preparing yourself. I want this shit to come out. There's the nothing real to prepare. Way. No, no, we're going to talk about this right now. All right. Puma, Puma says that he's from the Bronx. Meanwhile, yeah. as you heard, he... Was born there, okay, great. Baptized there, great. His parents are from there. Family roots. Awesome. He's got some family there, still, great. All my family's still there. Okay, okay, all right. But yeah. I went to, I was in the same kindergarten class as this kid. I didn't go to kindergarten in the fucking Bronx. You know where I went to kindergarten? Hawthorne Elementary in fucking, in fucking Westchester, <laughs> all right? So that's where, that's where he started kindergarten with me. Now you start kindergarten yeah. at five years old, right? So. Yeah. I did preschool in the Bronx, though. So did I. I don't. I was born. Mount Vernon. I, I was born in Mount Vernon. I went to preschool in the Bronx, right around the corner from my mom's store on Morris Park Avenue. My mom oh, is from the. It. My mom's from the Bronx. Okay, I got family in the Bronx. I got family. You got family in Italy. I got family in Italy. I don't say I'm fucking Italian. I'm Italian American. I'm more Italian right? than you are. Technically, you are. All right. <laughs> oh God, and, here we go. Yeah, but you know what? My mother yeah, was born. My mother was born in this in the motherland. That's a battle right? I can't win. But you know what? I, yeah. I, I make it up with I'm first else. generation, baby. Anyway, I need a verdict here, John. Well, hold on. What, John, one thing. One thing I will add is the first sports thing I ever participated in was at Van Ness Lanes and Bumper Buddies in the Bronx off of Mars Park uh, Avenue. That's near and dear to my heart because I played at Van Ness Little League for pretty much my whole entire life. So, so I did Bumper Van Buddies Van when I was four years old at Van Ness Lanes. So okay, is he fr- does he have does he have the card to say he's from the Bronx? All right, here's my thing. I don't think so. Oh, and there it I is. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, Puma. The the thing is this: I have no gripe with you saying you were born in the Bronx. Whole nine. That's well, like when you when you grow up somewhere else, there's just you miss out on some things that are like very. I don't know if the right word is Bronxian. But like I, that's just the way it is. I, I understand. I, I don't know. I, listen, I don't know you well enough to to say that. But just on based on the information I'm hearing now, I don't know. I wouldn't say you were from the Bronx. I would say you were born in the Bronx, and you yes. got family in the Bronx because that's valid. Because and that's, and that's true. Because I spent a lot of a lot of Sunday dinners in the Bronx <laughs> when I was growing up, playing in the driveway, playing on the concrete. You know all that yeah, all that stuff. Like like I like I always say when you think back into your life, right? When you're fucking 80 years old, you're gonna think like, oh man, I remember playing in Sherman Park Little League with Chens. Oh, I remember uh, when this happened up in fucking uh, in Westlake. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Those are your childhood memories. Those are perfect yes, example. You have other, to, you to have other things. On this, yeah. Perfect example. One of my fondest memories growing up. I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Shout out PS fourteen, public school fourteen. Your boy <laughs> Fat Joe shows up at the end of the day while we're all in like the the what? parking lot getting dismissed. That's I awesome. Swear to God, that's one of the kids' dads wow. is like a correction officer, and you know, so you know, he knows Fat Joe. We got him to do a favor. The end of the day, he comes to the school. And then all the kids are going crazy in the fucking school uh, wow. before they get picked up. Holy and that's shit. like, oh, that that is Bronx as hell. Fucking Fat Joe shows that's up and it. everybody goes crazy. That's Bronx. That is Bronx. <laughs> that's Bronx, baby, for sure. Now, 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 John's got the even he, the, the cherry on top is that he got married in the Bronx. Shout out, Villa, right, shout out, Villa Barone. I feel like every Italian gets married there for that reception. I feel like I'm gonna have to use that for a reception. <laughs> if I don't, I'm a fucking idiot. Well, because your dad's the maitre d. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, and the treatment that your father gave us, top notch. Listen, anybody looking to get married, you go to fucking Peter Gizzuti yes. right down at Villa Barone. He's going to hook you up real nice. There you He's go. the fucking man. And sponsor drop, use Black Tux, the Black Tux as well. That's our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you guys have sponsors. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, we got we got a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor, and that sponsor has paid us about ninety five cents so far. <laughs> wow. So go. yes, we haven't clicked the button yet to finally go sponsorship and all that. We're like, you know what? Well, let's do this natural. See what the hell happens. Yeah. But just that was to your point. It's like, are, are we gonna make enough money off this shit right away that we should be doing this? Like, probably not. But who cares? You know what? It's our. It we. This is what we talk about. You guys talk love talking about sports and having these debates, and Chen's and I do uh-huh. too. So we're like, why not? Why not record it and share it with the world? Why not? So exactly, bro. That's exactly how we started. Um, actually, the funny thing is, like, we're big fantasy guys. Like, I'm a huge oh, yeah. fantasy football guy. That's I'm right. in, you know, usually four or five leagues every year. Um, you know, money leagues, all that, and fantasy football, baseball. So once the season really gets going, like, we're going to start getting more into fantasy and all that. But, um, yeah, right now it's just it's kind of slow. Sports are kind of slow, so we're just it talking is. about yeah. some random shit. It is. Winter, it winter is. slows down, but, you know, we got so college basketball, best time of year, even though Puma doesn't really it. follow it that much. March Madness got baseballs on the horizon. Oh, I can't wait. So speak, I'm getting hard just thinking about speaking it. Speaking of, speaking <laughs> of, uh, I think we should start with uh, the debate with the Yankees using what's his name, um, Domingo Herman as an opener. Now, Did you I hear about this, John. Oh God! So Please don't tell me this. So, <laughs> yeah. so now I know that you guys had an episode. You guys talked about the opener versus starter. Um, yep. We dabbled in it a little bit last episode, and okay. I'm a traditionalist. I think that. You should have a starter. There's a whole mentality about being a starter. And going to an opener because the nerds say that they should use an opener is garbage. I agree. It's garbage. Because I think, you know, and I think, you know, even though Vidge is picking up the ball and being a pitcher now, if he turns (laughs) into a starter, he'll understand a little bit more. Because being a starter, as I was my entire pitching career... And yeah. I've been a pitcher my entire life. I'm left-handed, so there's there's no, nowhere else for me to go. Uh, I envy you, bro. So I envy you. You know, well, you know, my thing is, is I couldn't break a pane of glass. I topped out about 83, 84 in college. Oh, that's not bad, though. But you know, I was I'm a spot guy. Even today, I'm a spot guy. Fastball, curveball, change, knuckle curve. I throw every pitch in every count. So with a Tommy Glavin at Mount St. Vincent, <laughs> pretty much, or J- or Jamie Moyer. Yeah, Jamie he, lo- Moyer. he loves Jamie Moyer. Moyer was my was my. 
Give yourself a little more credit. Pull Tommy Glavin out of there. All right, fine. Glavin, Glavin it is. I love, it, uh, I love the Tommy Glavin. Tommy Glavin. Makes it sound like a fucking, get, like a mobster. Yeah. Yeah, look at, look at 1920. Hey, Tommy Glavin. But with, with, with Glavin, you know, Glavin was a, was a, uh, an artist, even like a Maddox type, yep. you know, even like a Mike Mussina at the end of his career, even CC, CC's turning is turning into a pitcher that hits spots. You don't need that overpowering fastball to get people out. You know, yep. these starters are artists. You know, if and if the nerds had it their way, they would have nine guys, one inning at a time, throwing 100 miles an hour. What does that accomplish? Yeah, it's a fucking joke. What does that accomplish? Nothing, bro. Like I'm with you that. on this 100. percent yeah, no, definitely. It's the it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like Puma always alludes to it. Um, these relievers, you know, they come in, they give up a fucking bomb, that throws off their whole their whole mentality. Yeah. You know, they're not used to having to just forget about it, move on, start over. They like like he was saying, they're coming in for a spot situation, and if yeah. they if they can't come through in that spot, they're fucked. No, bro, I, I'm with you and. To, to kind of look at this from a different perspective. So I, kind of like you, Puma, most of my life I pitched. But as I got older, I was a really good hitter. And at my high school, pitchers didn't hit. So I became pretty much full position player. I uh, was third base most of the time. And there's something to being like, you know what? I know this guy takes the ball every fifth day. And he's going out and he's giving everything he's got as long as he's got. And I want to do everything I can for him. And I kind of, you shouldn't really lose that with an opener because there's still a guy on your team and everything like that. But it's like, all right, this guy's going to pitch one inning. Like, let's just get out of this inning. More rather than like, all right, how are we going to help this guy throughout the game? we got to make some big plays here or there. Whatever it is, you kind of want to, you want to do things for that guy. Even if you're in the box, it's like, all right, this fucking guy's pitching a gem. We got no runs on the board. I got to make something happen. Mm. So I, I agree. I don't know, there's something to it where it's like, Oh, I want my starter out there. I want the guy who's going to take the ball, inning in, inning out, yeah. and none of this other bullshit. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Well, and and to piggyback on that, because I 100 percent agree with what he just said. My thing is, is what if the opener gives up two runs, the starter comes in, in the second inning, pitches a gem, and you lose the game two nothing? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> you know, like that can happen. Ridiculous. Like being a starter, and I went through the whole the whole thing. If you if you guys listen to the last episode, I have a two hour routine mm-hmm. before I even step on yep. the mound to pitch throw my first pitch. Like yeah, you're a nut, bro. Yeah, you know. <laughs> be, listen, listen. Pitcher, pitchers are just like hockey goalies. They're 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 their own creatures, and you don't want to mess with them. Dude, hockey, no, hockey I, players. Hey, I'm with man. it, bro. You hockey guys players. do what you got to do. I know a pitcher, one of like one of our best starters in high school, all the time would be in the locker room, and be like, "Where's my socks? I got to put my socks on before I put my jock strap." Every single fucking time. <laughs> so God bless you guys. Do what you do, but you go out there and you make it happen. I think I think baseball players are the most superstitious athletes in all. Oh in hell all yeah! You know, I eat at the same time. I wake up at the same time. I pack my lip at the same time. <laughs> I I wear I the love same. That you pack lips, bro. Love that. I used to pack <laughs> lips all the time. I gave it up. It's, it was killing me, but. I got to give it up too. Smart man. I got to give Smart it up man. too. I'm trying to quit. I am trying, trying to quit. Ass, trying. I am but trying. I hit this fucking jewel every ten seconds. You know, but like the, the the thing about being a pitcher is that we're creatures of habit, and you know, yep. we take longer to get loose than relievers. Mariano, there's been stories, and you know, you probably heard them too. Mariano would throw two or three pitches in the bullpen and be like, "I'm ready." Yeah. Like I'm not like that. I need to throw like 25, 30 pitches to get to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready. 
you know, yeah, like it's, absolutely. you know, and God knows what these MLB starters go through. You know, they're probably just as superstitious as anybody. Yeah, they're, they're more, yeah. they're you know, crazy. Now, here's another thing about baseball. You know, I think everybody, you know, is on the same page here in this conversation. You know, starters over over openers 100% of the time, no matter what absolutely. it is. Even if there's a spot starter, you know, a spot starter can give you four innings, like a Chad Green or an Adam Warren, you know, gives you yeah, three bro. or four innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Bring a kid up, let him throw four innings, see what he's got in the bigs, whatever it is. I'm all about that. I'd love seeing that happen rather than trying to pluck a guy who's a middle reliever, make him an opener for three outs, and then we're playing lefty righty matchups the rest of the game. Mm. You know, like a Chance Adams should see it. Should see yeah, a start. What the fuck? You know, what about the other guy? Lewisica should see. should see a couple of star as true starts too. And lewisica has got. I like the stuff Lewisica brings to the Me table. Me too. Johnny Lasagna's got some good shit going on with him. I like what he's got. I really do. You know, everybody's complaining about that they should the Yankees now now we can actually start talking about the Yankees. Go sign Gio Gonzalez. Go sign Keiko. Like Oh bro, if you oh my god, I can't fucking take it anymore. You don't need with that people. You don't need them. Gio. You don't need them. You know? I can't take it. Every single episode, this fucking kid Vich, because he's a Mets fan, wants to bring. Oh, you guys, you guys had a soft off season, you know all that stuff. He loves smoking the beach. You know what I'm saying? Well, so he he thinks we should have gone out and gotten Keiko and Geo well before Seven even got hurt. Well, let me so, let me let me let me let me let me put you this way, and you know I know we're hating on this kid, and I'm sorry, and I apologize. I'm not hating on him at, at all. It's I'm gonna hate I'm on him right confused. now. I'm gonna hate on him right now. <laughs> Because the Met fans have a Napoleon complex. They're the little brother of, of New York when it comes to baseball. They're a Mickey Mouse organization. They don't spend fucking money. They have their own TV network. Mickey Mouse. They they should be. A, they're the minor league team of our oh my God. of our city. They I rooted for Kansas City when they were in the World Series. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a wait team, wait. I, I forgot I'm this. A different kind of Yankee fan. In all honesty, like. I get the fact that they're bitter, but for whatever reason in me, like, I just don't hate the Mets. Yeah. Like, I, I I'm don't, with, I don't I'm care. with you, John. I'm with you, John. Listen, it started when I was young. I had a Met hat on when I was young, and my grandfather, God rest his soul, ripped it off my head and said, you do not root for that team regardless. <laughs> my dad rooted for the Red Sox in 86. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what, Bro, what a reaction. I will never do that. I will never fucking do that. Listen, if you, you want to get me heated about one thing in this fucking world, you said two words, Red Sox. I wait, wait. All right. Off. All right. Pause. Pause. I want to I wanna go backwards. Okay. I want to okay. go backwards. <laughs> Before, I just remember that uh, John is, is somewhat embedded in the enemy territory his, the in-laws are, are Mets are Mets That's fans. Right. Mm -hmm. My so, wife is a Mets fan. So he's got a he's got a he's got a support regardless. Well, but anyway, yeah. But. Anyway, John, uh, I was telling you before, you know, who, which athlete would you choose? And um, we were saying Jeter, Puma, weirdly chose Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> well, can then, I can I, I add something to that? Can uh, I add yeah, something? Go, yeah, sure. So I thought about it, and if if I didn't want to, Tino be, Martinez, no. No, you, um, Tino Martinez is my boy, my favorite yeah, player growing up. But if I had to not pick Jeter, I'd pick Gretzky. Okay, fine. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. baby. All right, so uh, I said, okay, maybe if my second pick... Or or Lundquist. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was voted best-looking person, best-looking man in the world, so mm -hmm. that's, that's great. He's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Um, he is. I said, if I didn't pick Jeter... I might go. This is this might be a hot take, and that this might be a really hot take. Knowing what what I know now, I said I might pick Mookie Betts. Oh, 
don't want to do that, bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come don't on, do man. that, bro. He's, you don't want to do that. He's, he's a great baseball player. He yeah. looks like he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a great all-around athlete. You see highlights of him playing basketball. He can fucking dunk. He's a, yeah. he's a great bowler. Uh, I think he's, he's a, a fucking nerd. He's got to do. I don't want no part of it. No part of it. Listen, if God makes you a Red Sox, he's punishing you. Uh, here we go. I, bro, I'm. I I don't like any Red Sox. Nothing like that. And funny enough, we get a question uh, on our next episode coming out about um AL MVP, NL MVP. Yeah. Bro, Mookie Betts. Initially, not even brought up in the conversation. That's how much I fucking don't like him. And I, I get it. He's fucking good. But you know what? He's a fucking Red Sox. He's he's dead to me. That's it. So uh, I won't take none of these fucks on my fantasy team. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm with you on there. I'm with you on that. It's just I feel like the Red Sox today, uh, compared to the Red Sox when we were a little bit younger, like middle school, yeah. high school days, I feel like I don't. I hate the team. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. hate the players, all the players, as much as I did. As much as I did. They're all fucking bums. I don't like them. I could, I could, right? I could understand that. But like, honestly, you I had Varitek, uh, Kevin, oh, what the fuck was the guy? Kevin Moore, Moore John, uh, yeah. uh, that cowboy pa- up bullshit that they were doing. Yeah, the Papelbon, whatever the fuck they were doing. Fucking Pedro. Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon. Nah, ton of hateable guys. Yeah. Ton of hateable guys. They, they, hateable they were, guys. they were the, their lovable idiots is what they used to call them. Yeah, they, that was it. That was it. They were just, they were the complete opposite of the Yankees in every single way. And that, I yeah. think that's why I hated them so much. But you you got these guys now. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like Mookie Betts. He's uh, just not that hateable to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, honestly, I get it. And Like, Pedroia, Pedroia, Pedroia might be the last on one of that. Any other team, I would love him. Yeah. Bottom line, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I, 100%. Being real there, yeah. I would love him any other team. All right, he goes to the Red Sox. I can't do it. Anybody that goes to the Red Sox, and I don't know. want none of those fucks coming to my team either. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Every single time <laughs> that the Yankees go out and fucking buy a fucking Red Sox, I can't take it. I didn't want fucking Euclid. I didn't want fucking Ellsbury. And it, don't even get me started on that fucko. I can't take Ellsbury. Oh well, I already went off on Ellsbury. Euclid. Oh fuck! They had him for like a year. A yes. year. And then he went and they, they tried to get Euclid, and he was on the team for like two fucking months, and he was dying. He got hurt. And that's right. Back. It was all wow, fish. I forgot about. You know, that. if you look at some of the Red Sox that came over, it was Boggs that came over, and he won the World Series in '96. You had Damon that came over. You see a lot of Red Sox coming to the Yankees. Not a lot of Yankees going to the Red Sox, other than Avaldi. Oh. But Avaldi got traded to the Red Sox. True. Yeah, but you know, now look what he did to the fucking Yankees. That fuck. Don't worry, his arm will fall off again. <laughs> I hope I hope that contract's a dumpster fire for them. Yeah, amen, bro. I was saying the same thing when when there were talks that the Yankees might be looking at him. I was just like, no, no, no. God, no. We tried it once. I don't give a shit what he's found. <laughs> he's found the cut of my balls. I don't want him on my team at all. Yeah, you know, like the one thing that people f- seem to forget, and it's because you know they they think the Yankees didn't have a big off season because Machado's not in the Yankee uniform and neither is Harper. But you know what? I love Andujar. You know, I think yeah. Andujar is going to be something special. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was even though the, our outfield is is loaded. You know, I don't yeah. think signing Harper would have would have really helped because you know Hicks is Hicks is good. Hicks is well, a Hicks. Hicks is a, and they just signed him for a good contract for ten to pay ten million a year. Yep. You know, you have Stanton. Uh, 
You have Stanton, you got Judge, you know, and you got, and you know what? You know who are starting? Nobody's talking about Frazier. Frazier's going to be your starting left fielder, probably. You think? I th- uh, listen, I hope so. From your mouth to God's ears, bro. I, he's got to find something this year. If he doesn't, that's it. He's done with me. You know, what exactly. About, what about, uh, what about first base? Greg Bird. Oh, I've been done with Greg Bird since the beginning of last season. <laughs> this guy goes into every spring training, hits fucking 500, yeah. and then everybody's asking ourselves the question, is this the year that Greg Bird finally does it? Yeah. And then he starts the season, and he's garbage. I don't want it. Get him off my team right now. If it was up to me, Greg Bird would <laughs> ship to fucking Pittsburgh. I don't want <laughs> shit. I don't want him on my team. Give me my boy Luke Boyd hopping like he's Sammy Sosa to first base every time he <laughs> I love that. I just hope Luke Voigt can, you know, give us the same thing he gave us, and then he's not the next Shane Spencer. Yeah, you know, but Shane Spencer was lightning in a fucking bottle, bro. He was so key for those two years. He yeah, I, oh yeah, and you though that those team that dynasty had so many players that when they like Scott Broach just came over and all of a sudden he learned how to hit. Yep. You know, Ricky Lede, you had Ricky Lede. I have his order. All all these guys that came over, these role players that played their role. David Justice, David Justice, you know. But then they traded him to the A's and played, you know, in Moneyball, if you remember the movie. They uh, the, was, they a- said, the Yankees are paying you to play against them. What, is that, what does that say? Yeah. You know, but the one thing I will say about Voight is Voight's got everything. He's got the right attitude. I love his attitude. Yeah. You know, I love, I hope he can do it. You know, I saw a report that the Yankees might bring in Goldschmidt next year. What? Didn't he just sign that big deal? With yeah, the- he, I didn't. I don't think he signed a free. Uh, he didn't sign that contract yet. He just got traded to the Cardinals. Holy oh, shit! Okay, okay. You know, so he's possibly a, a a reason why the Yankees might go and sign a Goldschmidt for first base. Listen, that would be fucking beautiful. Yeah, I would love that. All right, but what if? But what if Bird stays healthy this year and shows you that he can actually be what we thought he was going to be? Bro, he's got a lot of making up to do. I mean, he's got a lot of he was hurt. He was hurt last year. He was hurt the year before that, wasn't he? Yeah. First yeah. it was a shoulder. Then it was bone chips. I mean, it was I, this, I don't it was like. That. I don't like that he's getting hurt so often. I think that's just a bad sign in itself. Amen. But Amen. he's fragile. If, I think if he can stay healthy, because I I love his swing, and I mean lefty yeah. bat. In, we in, need lefties, bro. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. right. We we have no fucking lefty hitting. That's why to go to. Backtrack a little bit to the Machado and Harper situation. Yeah, Harper. My hot take on the whole thing was trying. I I know this is an unpopular opinion. I would have tried to trade Andrew Hart and fucking Stanton, get them the fuck out of here, sign Harper and Machado for the next 10 years each, and call it a day. That may be a hot take. You know, it would have been a crazy fucking move, but. What do you think? I don't know. Giancarlo, to me, bro, like, he's a prick. I don't know what it is about him. We, you know. (laughs) There's a story of us going to Miami for the bachelor party. He was the only guy not to say hello to us. He's a fucking prick. Wait, you saw so, him? You saw, the, bro, you, you saw a bunch of Marlins? Yes. Well, no. So here's what happened. And uh, I have no idea what episode this is on either, but it's in there somewhere. So to, to give you the quick version, we go down to Miami for my bachelor party. We get seats right behind the dugout, like $50 each. There's 12 of us down there, mostly decked out in Yankee gear. So everybody knew that we were from New York and you know all that. Right, right. So, we're every inning, you know, we're shouting out everybody's name, bro. Ozuna, Marcelo Ozuna was the coolest dude. Every inning he was coming in, you know, give us, pointing at us, you know, hat tips, all that. Yelich gave us the tip of the cap every once in a while. D. Gordon, turn around, give us a wave. Nice. The only guy to not say nothing, Giancarlo Stanton. Wow. Every single fucking inning, bro, we were screaming his name, Giancarlo, Giancarlo. 
wouldn't even look at us. Wow. And the kicker, the end of the game, they were playing the fucking Reds. And the Marlins won. Donnie Baseball, you know, he comes out of the dugout. To, you know, they do their high fives and shit. We just start screaming, Donnie! Bro, <laughs> he turns around, gives us such a nice wave, and he points at us, all that, smiles. And we were like, bro, Don Mattingly gave us the time of day, and this fucking cocksucker Giancarlo Stan wow. gets nobody to come see him play ever. We're there shouting his fucking name right behind the dugout. He won't give us the time wow. of day. Wow. Yeah. That says something. And now yeah. he's now, and that was this right before he got traded? Was this the season before he got dealt? This was the season before he got dealt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. That's right. Before. And not for nothing, if you listen to like some of the old stories, God rest his soul, Jose Fernandez. They were talking about going to the Yankees, both of them. You know, so if you see Yankee fans in your building, you should acknowledge that. Right? Thank you. You, you know, I mean, he, it just doesn't make sense to me. Wow. That Bro, doesn't make why, sense. So we have a sour view of, of Giancarlo. So, but I don't blame you. To, to give you my take on what you just said about trading Giancarlo and trading, trading Andujar. I'm going to break it up a little bit. With with Stanton, once they made that deal with Stanton last year, I kind of had a feeling they weren't going to go after Harper. Yeah, you know? of course. But I agree. You know, he didn't really prove much to me. He was either a home run or strikeout type of guy. You know, there's a lot of those guys on this New York Yankee team. Judge strikes out a lot. And um, that's the issue, bro. We, you know, we have home run or bust guys. And so, you got to... That's why I love the whole DJ LeMahieu thing. I'm like, yo, this is a guy who... Puts the ball in play, contact, he spreads it to all fields. Love that signing. So I, I thought that was a great move. Yeah. Yes. So Giancarlo, and the lasting image I'll have of Giancarlo Stanton is last year ALCS against the fucking Red Sox. This motherfucker bases loaded, goes down three strikes, bang. Mm. That's his at bat. I was. I, I will never forget that. Well, A Rod like almost. Yeah. I, you know, well, I mean, 9 A Rod in that World Series and that playoff was just amazing. But right. I was at. 09. I was at Game. What was that, game four? I was at game four. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kept saying, you know, I keep the book when I go to the Yankee games. But I love that. You I know. do that occasionally. There's times where I'm like, you know what, I don't feel weird looking like a nerd. I'm going to fucking do it. And then there's other times with if I'm with people, I'm like, they're going to call me a nerd the whole fucking game. So there's no way I'm doing the book with these people. <laughs> I keep the book. Every game. I don't care who I'm with. I have season tickets. I have the 20-game package. So I'm at a lot of nice. games. So... But now to go back to this whole thing is this Yankee team is dynamite offensively, but they were terribly, yeah. they're terrible defensively, and they couldn't get, they weren't good situational hitters. And you know what? As much as I hate the Red Sox, they played the game the right way. They stole bases, they put the ball in play. You're 100% right. You know, the, the way they played the game is the way you got to play the game in, in the playoffs. And, you know, I think that I'm on board with trading Giancarlo if that would have meant Harper. Yeah. But I'm not on board with chaining, trading Andujar because I don't know who you're going to get for Andujar. There were all these pitchers. The only way I would have traded Andujar is if I could have got like a Blake Snell or a Michael Fulmer yeah. type of guy. That's the only way I would have traded Andujar. And those guys weren't available. I'm not trading him for Kluber. I'm not trading him for Baumgartner. These uncontrollable older pitchers that you're going to have to pay. Yeah, and I, I get it. Absolutely, and listen, I like Andujar too. Should have been Rookie of the Year all the fucking way. I hundred percent agree. Um, my my thing is this, and like I act, I look at guys, and you know, just like you, baseball guys. So you try and break things down a little bit, and everybody knows about Andujar's fielding. I personally think it has more to do with his arm than the glove. I agree. I thank you. And you said he that. Throws to first base that were horrendous. So you you can home that. You know, like 
he spends a little more time over there. He practices that. That that's fine, and he can pick it. So I'm okay with that. Now the funny thing is, I actually have an issue a little bit with his swing, and fine because he, you know, he had a great season with the bat. To me, and I had the same knock on Gary Sanchez when he first came up. The the swing is a little reckless. Like yeah. it's kind of all over the place. He whirls that left hand around. You know, he's letting go. And who who the fuck am I, right? I'm not a fucking major league baseball player. But just looking at it, you know, when when put it this way, Judge and Sanchez kind of came up similar times, right? Yeah. And um, you know, bullshitting with my the two guys that I do the podcast with. I had said that when Gary Sanchez hit those 20 home runs and all that stuff, I had said I think Judge is actually going to be the better player. And they were like, you're fucking crazy. Look what he's doing. I said, bro, his swing, it's just, it's controlled. Yeah. When you watch Judge's swing, it's very controlled. Um, last week or so, he hit a ball in spring training, inside pitch. He still got his hands inside the ball and was yeah. able to fist it out to right center field. Yep. Like, well, did you I see, did you see what they talked about that? Did you see what they, what they pointed out in his swing, what he changed? What's that? They um, his front foot. He's not really stepping anymore. He's Got he's it. he's shortening his whole swing, and he's literally just like lifting up his heel to still give him that kind of rhythm. But he's not changing yeah. anything else. He's not like uh, moving as much. So, like you said, it's even more controlled than it was. That's why he was able to stay on that on that breaking pitch and and crank it out to to opposite field. Well, yeah. The thing the thing too is that if you look at Judge when he first came up, he had that big leg kick. Now he doesn't have that right. leg kick anymore. Well, now it's it's totally gone. There's you no know, there's no step. If well, now this is the thing, and and this is the thing that I look at as well. I look at the swings and everything, and you know when I do when I coach and I coach my kids, and you know, and these kids nowadays they don't know what an approach is. It's all about launch angle. Yeah. It's all about Dipping and jacking and and elevating to celebrate. That's what I've heard. A fucking shame. And it is a shame. And if you go even go further back and you look at some of the old hitters, like a pool holes when he first came up, he was so wide that all he did was load back and come forward. There was no stride. There was no, even a rod. Even though a rod had that big kick, his foot came down yeah. in the same spot where yeah. it started. Yeah. You know, you look at Andujar and you look at even some of these other hitters outside of Andujar and Sanchez. They don't yeah. have an approach at the plate. Oh, two, they're no. still swinging as if they're up in the count. They don't have an approach. Yep. They're all home run or bust. And these these, these kids are watching these guys, and they're not learning the proper approach, and they're not situational hitters. You I know? agree with you 100%, bro. I feel like if, if Andujar hits the ball the other way at any point in time, it's not on purpose. <laughs> that's just the way I feel. Honestly, when you watch it, it that's the way it looks. He always looks like he's trying to pull everything, and uh, I can't take it. And to go back to your Pujols point, I, I love Albert Pujols the way he hit. I always said one of the best right-handed hitters of our generation, yeah, hands down. Pure, pure hitter. Um, the best word I love to use to describe him is quiet. At the plate, bro, he's just quiet. Hmm. There's not a lot of movements going on. He's not, you know, redoing his fucking gloves every pitch, nothing. He's just quiet. <laughs> he's at the plate. And he's ready to hit every time. Yeah. And I try because I coach by you, Puma, so I try and teach you kids an approach, right? Because situational hitting is big when you're, you know, a kid and you're growing up and yeah. you're trying to actually separate yourself from the crowd. You hit in big spots, people are going to notice. So, and that approach is not always like you're saying, fucking dip and jack. That's the worst thing to do most of the time. Yeah. And people watch that, and so I just I look at Andrew Hart's swing. You know, I look at Gary Sanchez's swing, and I'm like, yo, there's times where I see this guy, and it looks like he's just all weight on his front foot. Like, has nobody even looked at this or corrected it? He has such a big front load, and then he just fucking whips it, Sanchez, that it's like, 
Has nobody thought to maybe try and control this guy's swing a little bit? Maybe he wouldn't have broke his fucking wrist or whatever he did when he swung in Baltimore that time? You're a thousand percent right. I honestly thought that was a key component to it. The fact that this guy just swings so fucking reckless all the time. You know, and and on top of that too, it, it what what doesn't make sense to me is that you know these these coaches don't want to make these kids all around hitters. You know, they're all about getting the highest exit velocity. You know, it's it's about being what's going to help your team. Is a solo home run going to help your team, or is it three or four doubles, putting pressure on on the defense to make the play, and scoring three or four runs? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to say to a pitcher giving up three, even three singles, and or like a double and a single. There's that's more pressure on them mentally. That's yeah. more likely for them to make a mistake than just giving up a solo home run. Because like Puma always says, it's such a good point. You hit a solo home run, okay, that's one run, and now the bases are empty. It's a it's a brand new start. You don't yep. have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about the, the batter on the fu- the runner on the on the base. You don't have to worry about shutting down the, a momentum swing. You the know? game slows down with runners I'm on with base. You there, hundred percent. Yeah, so. I, that's you know I coach I coach as well I coach uh, modified I'm an assistant coach so my okay. my head coach is having me doing batting practice with the kids like into the net and shit and this one kid he hits the shit out of the ball but we had this this little like uh, net tent thing you know like a fucking net wall yeah and he's crushing it over the over the wall the the whole time I'm like dude hit it straight into the net no yeah. coach he's like. This is a 120-degree launch angle. That's what my other coach told me to do. This is perfect. Yeah. This is a bomb. I go, He. I can't believe he actually gave me a fucking degree measurement. I yeah, no, that's I wanted to shut down practice right there. Like, let's, get the, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't want to do this. You know, I, I've, you know, coached, let's see, I've coached, I started coaching when I was 17, so I've coached for 11 years at different levels, different players, yeah. different everything. And, you know, with with this approach in these major league hitters, the strikeout rate's so high, it's, you know, yeah, the pitchers have something to do with it, but, you know, the hitters don't change anything. They don't change their swing. They don't nope. choke up anymore. They don't, you know, I, I think you remember, too, when we were growing up hitting the ball and having batting practice, we had to do situational hitting. You had to bunt, get them over, get them in, hit and run, everything. I don't, you know, I don't see that anymore. The stolen base is such an important part of this game and the hit and run that they people try to... don't steal shit. They don't steal, they don't hit and run, they don't bunt, like, and then when they X, they're X the bunt, they can't get the bunt down. Yeah, and that's the kind of baseball I want to see, too. Don't get me wrong, I love seeing home runs, just like everybody else. Chicks dig the long ball, baby. situations where it's like, yo, lay down the fucking bunt, let's try and move this guy over and get somebody in scoring position. So, uh, I'm with you, man. I like seeing small ball every once in a while. So, I don't know, I'm with it. Well, think of it this way, too. We have the best bullpen in the majors. The best bullpen in the majors. So... Would you, if if you have that, you could win the game 2-1, 3-1. You don't need to hit six home runs. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you're late in the game, if it's 2-2 and you have Zach Britton coming in next inning, if you can get him a run and, and you get the ball to Chapman with a one-run lead, I feel a lot a lot comfort, uh, comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it's... it's these these nerds that sit behind a fucking computer screen think that they can that that with their degree from Yale think that they can they can dictate a a outcome of a baseball game with their sheer numbers and that's a hundred percent wrong because baseball is such a human element game that you fail more than you succeed so yeah. you can't tell me that numbers are going to win you a game 
It's not going to work. I'm with you there, bro. Yeah. I hate the whole fucking analytical thing and everything. That's why I'm not a big fan of uh, Bone and all that, honestly. Can't take it. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't like it for other reasons, too. But just the analytics are taking over baseball. They are. And I hate it. There's, there's no feel to the game whatsoever anymore. Everything is by fucking binders and notebooks and Excel spreadsheets. Well, you know what? Can numbers... The, the one thing I will say, and, and you know, numbers will help you, but they'll help yeah. you to a certain extent. You know, it won't help no. you to the point where... Baseball is such a like. That's why I love the way John uh, uh, Joe Madden coach coaches. Is he's such a gut feel type of guy, and it it shows. You know what he some of those moves he made when the Cubs won the World Series a couple of years ago. It showed that if he we went with his gut and you know maybe eight out of ten times that move turned out to work. Yeah. You know, like as a coach. If I don't want to be told as a coach, well, you should start this guy because it's eighty. It's eighty degrees. It's a day game. He 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 took a shit and it came out okay. And it's it's just the binder tells you to do it. And but if I have another guy over here who's on a fucking tear and is is hitting everything out of sight and is doing everything right, I'm gonna start the guy that's on a tear and I'm gonna ride the hot hand. I'm not gonna use the numbers to tell me what to do. No, I'm with you there, bro. I actually have my own bone to pick with fucking Madden, too, though, to be honest. I'm not a fan of all this shift bullshit. Oh, I, I agree. fucking hate it, bro. I'm tired of it. And this is like the godfather of that bullshit. And I can't take it. We're getting hits taken away from people. It's bullshit. If you play second base, play second base. Stop playing short right field. <laughs> you got a point. And you know what? I, you. I, I agree. I think they should implement a rule that there needs to be two fielders on either side of second base. Yeah. And I think that... All right, but then why not just lay down a bunt to the opposite side? Well, that's side? the problem. These uh, these guys don't want to lay down the bunt. Well, you know what? That's their fucking problem for not wanting you know, to do not it. Not for nothing. And this this happened in Fenway when Robinson Cano was a Yankee. He laid down a bunt against the shift that went all the way to left field and he turned into a double. Yeah. Like, look at that. And it, now you got a runner on second base rather than an out. You know, like it just doesn't that's, fucking... That's what I say. If they're going to shift, just, just bunt. Yeah, bro. Honestly, this is gonna be another hot take. I hated Mark Teixeira. Wow. And part of the reason was because they shifted on him all the time, and he would never, ever, ever try and go the other way. He was the b- biggest so, pull hitter ever. Bro, I fucking hated it. So on top of that, when I was in college, my roommate said to me, "He's like, you know what's funny? Fucking Teixeira never looks good doing anything. Like, you ever see his face?" In any moment where he's getting a hit, hitting a home run, look at his face. He got, he's got an Eli Manning face. He always looks yeah. confused. But he's always, anytime he's running, he's fucking huffing and puffing, all that shit. He's, you know what I'm saying? He just never looks good doing anything. So then that kind of like started to make me even hate him even more. <laughs> and then after he played, I love he has his spot on ESPN. Oh. I forgot what time it is. Uh, it's like weekly at like 5 o'clock or so on ESPN radio. Yeah, he's on the K show. And, yeah. So they asked him, they said, why did you never, you know, try and hit the other way or lay down a bunt? Oh, it just wasn't my game. You know, my game is pulling the ball. What? So oh. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a fucking baseball player. That's your motherfucking game. I don't give a fuck how much they're paying you to hit home run. Yeah. If I need a fucking dribbler down the third baseline, give me a fucking dribbler down oh, the third baseline instead of a strikeout. I oh. couldn't take it. And I always felt like to share his moment, anytime he hit a home run, did anything good, we were always fucking winning. He never did it in the clutch. 
Yeah. We're always up big. The one big home run he hit was in the ALDS against the Twins in 09. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. And that was it to me. You know, wow. even if I... being said, greatest defensive first baseman yeah. I have seen like, in my lifetime. Very good. Yes, you know, we, the Yankees, have, we've been very spoiled with first base, you know, between Tino, Mattingly, and Teixeira. You know, Giambi. Yeah. Gi- well, Giambi wasn't a good first for defensive first baseman that Malloy was. I love Giambi though. He's a man. But with that, with the gold thong and the mustache. Giambi's a man. Yeah. Anyway, John, I know you gotta run. Before you go, I, mean, I want to ask you one more question. Um, going back to our hypothetical, which athlete would you choose? I want to yeah. know. You're you're a music guy. Which musician of any genre, any time period, would you be? Same question. Lived their whole life. Everything. This might be a little crazy, but it's Eminem all the way. Wow. Bro, you're I, you're speaking you you're speaking to the right dude, man. Puma loves Eminem. My dude, in fifth, no, fourth and fifth grade, two years in a row, I dressed up as Eminem for Halloween. <laughs> and I had my ears pierced because when I was young, bro, another stupid little story. I used to love the Power Rangers. I'm sure you guys yeah, love Yeah, everyone, everyone Rangers, did. I had, I had a fucking blanket with them. The green Power Ranger had his ear pierced. And green was my favorite color, and the green ranger was my fucking bro. Like, I love that dude. So, I went out when I was like seven years old and got my ears pierced to be like the green ranger. Damn. Little did I know that that was going to come into play. So, fourth and fifth grade, I fucking get that stupid hairspray, and my hair is platinum fucking yellow and all that shit. And then I have the hoop earrings like fucking Eminem had back in the day. Damn. Plain white t-shirt, jeans, ten sizes too big for me. Bang. There you go. Two years in a row, your boy was Eminem. So I, I gotta say, Eminem. If I if I dressed up like him, that's my boy. Eminem. All right, Puma. What about you? That's a great answer. That's so not not to not to you know, Eminem is my boy. I love all his music, and I love the fact that he buries Machine Gun Kelly a couple months ago. But, hard life though. What? That that's the caveat here. Is he had a hard life? Oh yeah. Like it wasn't all easy for him. So no, it wasn't. And and you know, I'm gonna go a little different. And a whole different genre, and because he's still doing it today, Billy Joel, baby. Solid answer, bro. Billy That's Joel. A great answer. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yo, why? Why not? He's one of the best musicians that you know ever. You know, Pete. He's like the most fam- one of the most famous like potheads of all time. So I can get after that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> after my own heart, I fucking love it. You know, and on top, you know, he had his issues too. He was in rehab for alcoholism, and he almost committed suicide and all that stuff. But he was drinking. Yeah. He drank um, furniture cleaner or something. Holy shit! Before he hit it That's big. Fucking serious. But oh my god! Think of it this way: this guy's seventy years old. He's got a forty-year-old wife. He just had a kid. He's performing at the garden every month. He's yeah. selling out the garden uh, no, every no. month. He's a, he's a he's a fucking he's a stud. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great answer. You know, I would pick Eminem, but I didn't want to be the same as John. I think you might be surprised at my answer. This is, this is a little bit off. I don't know if it's off the off like the the radar. Michael Jackson? Oh hell no! <laughs> oh fuck! Hell no! Fucking John Legend. John Legend. Is it just to be married to Chrissy Teigen or? Well, okay, it's that, and he's got an amazing voice, man. His voice. He does. Beautiful. I feel like anything he says, it's just great. You know what I mean? He could, he could, he could talk about the shit that he's taking and make it sound beautiful. You know what I mean? 
very sensual voice, bro. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. If you're if you're at like a, a fucking party, a bunch of people, you know, you're you're uh, sharing the room with some of the, the elites of the world, right? There's a piano. You can just hop on that shit. I mean, Billy Joel too. But then you could just serenade the whole room and have everyone gush in there. You know what I mean? True. I think Eminem can't do that. Eminem can't. No, but no. Eminem, you're fucking badass. You're fucking badass. You're the fucking man if you're Eminem. You're, he's got fucking balls, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Eminem's all brash. Yeah. I love it. He's good. All right, so three I good three good answers. Anyway, John, thank you so much again for coming on. This is John Cirillo. Oh, of course, bro. Thank you for having me, man. I, I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah, we'd love to have well, you I, on. We appreciate that. So everyone go listen to his podcast, Fanalyze This. Comes out twice a week. They're on uh, all the platforms as well. For a good laugh, just sitting back, you feel like you're in the conversation with his friends. You feel like you're right there. You want to contribute so bad. And they're good. They take their fans' questions. You submit it. They'll put it up. They'll talk about it. Great, great podcast. Great bunch of guys. And I got to say, too, real quick, you know, again, thank you guys for having me on. Love doing it. Check out the podcast, all that. I, the reason that I'm on is because of that hat content. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys, I love that. I think... When you asked me to put together the pull and push factor, that was going to be my pull factor. I love that little contest that you guys do for like a call-in. I, I think that's a great idea. Completely forgot about push-pull. Yeah. We, we just got going. We've been on the phone for fucking over an hour. Uh, these, these are the best conversations, bro, yeah. when you don't even realize. You're going like, to like the hat that I'm wearing today. We yeah. didn't go over that yeah, yet. You're going to like the hat I'm wearing so today. I'm drop that later, so you're going to like it. Yeah, that, the last one, that took me a little research, bro, I got to say. You gave some good clues. What uh, what tipped me off was you said uh, they played, I guess they played the Yankees in a World Series when they were in a different city, right? Yeah. So yeah. immediately my first thought was the Braves, but for whatever reason, it was like the Boston Braves. And I'm like, no way, bro. Like, that was way too long ago. And I was like, where the fuck else were they? And I was like, that's right, Milwaukee. So I got that part, but I had to do a little research to get the year. I'm telling you, I, it was, it was, that was a little tough. Yeah. So just for the answer, so the answer. So John, you could give us the answer. So what was the answer so last week that put you on the show? I believe it was the 1957 Milwaukee Braves. That is correct. That is correct. There we go. That My was first correct. guess was 58, and I was like, "Fuck! I was a year off. That's crazy." You but, know. Um, but yeah, wait, wait, I, I love that contest. Yeah. You know, I got I have so many hats that it, it's it's insane. That's something that I do. It's it's my you know, some some guys collect Jordans and shoes or stamps or whatever. I collect hats. Bro, I'm with you. I just started collecting some minor league hats and I don't know why. I'm just in love. Their logos are amazing. Yeah, they got cool logos. At, at Penn State they have a they have a team there in State The Altoona College. Curve. Well, no, no. That's the Altoona Curve. They have one at the main campus too. It might be um single A. The what the fuck are they? State College Spikes. It's a fucking reindeer. Okay. It's a reindeer. <laughs> so, so, John, if you like, I know I know you like the minor league hacks. Look into the Lexington Legends. Oh, yeah. it's a good one. Okay. It, they're, they're, it out. Their, their logo is a mustache. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a that's green awesome. hat with oh. a royal blue mustache on it. One of those, one of those Raleigh fingered mustaches. Oh, bro, I love that. You know, you got this. Right you got the storm that's in that the San Diego Padres have a team called the Storm. Their their hat is just the eyes. They have the there's a team called the Quakes. There's a riff in the in the brim of the hat with a Q. It's awesome. You know, 
you know, I didn't. I'm doing all the. I'm going to collect all the major league teams first, outside of the Red Sox and the Mets. Um, That's a good play, bro. I've always vowed I would never own a Red Sox hat either. Obviously. Never. That's a good play. Never. never. And then once I get all those teams, I'm going to go jump into the minor leagues as well. Oh, uh, bro, I love it. I love it. They, their logos are the best. So, Absolutely. So, I know you have to go. So, thank you for coming yeah, on the show. Um, thank you for participating in our hat and our hat, the hat quiz to come on the show. We look forward to coming onto your show. Um, to shoot the shit and you know, thank you for coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. Thanks guys. I really enjoyed it. Have a good one. All right, John, take it easy. So that was our guest for the week. Um, uh, John Cirillo from Fanalyze This, um, and if you want some a, ty- a different type of taste, um, go give go give them a listen. They're they're a funny group of guys. They're very straightforward, um, and it's a good it's a good it's a good show. Yeah, uh, they they are nothing is off limits with them. That's that's what I like. Yeah, they'll talk about whatever. They'll they'll, they'll try to like they have a list of topics and sports, and then they'll just get completely onto a fucking tangent about God knows what. I mean, they were talking about. They were talking about who had a more active sex life, Magic Johnson or Ric Flair. And there were actually, there were numbers being thrown out. They were like, no, 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 it's this much. No, he said this much. No, 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 no. It's fucking great. Next thing, I'm like, I'm making lunch. I'm hearing this. I'm like, I'm hearing about Ric Flair, how many women he's banged. And this is, this is good. I like this. So you want a little something different? You want to be entertained? You want to laugh? That's the show you go to. Um, what do we got next? So, so I think it's time to play Guess That Hat. Okay. Let's do it. Give me our, give us our little intro, Chance. All right. Oh man, we gotta get some sound next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's play Guess That Hat. Today, Puma is wearing another World Series hat. So with this answer, we need not only the name of the team, but we need the year, and um, has to be the exact year because it's a specific team. Uh, I don't want to say too much. I always feel like I do. So I'm, <laughs> let's go with the first clue. Remember, we like to start very broad and then narrow it down. You want me to do it? Because I've got one. Okay, go ahead. And then you want me to take the rest of the clues from there? You can do it from there. All right. All right. <clears throat> I think my clue kind of goes on with yours. Okay. Um, my clue is this series was had many nicknames. And I'm going to tell you two of them now. One was known as the Bart series. And the second one, which m- might be a better clue. Might give it away. You think? Might. If you know your geography, it'll give it away. So Well, you're going to say the clue, I feel like, anyway. I was actually going to not use that obvious clue, because that's just too... It's <sighs> but just yeah, too but that's such, a, that's such a fucking awesome clue. You know. All right, we could use that as, as a safety. My, my clue is, one of the nicknames was known as the Bart series. The Bart series. So, clue number two... Is and this is why I didn't want to give the clue um, 
that we were going to give that we we're saving. This series had a huge natural disaster before it started, and it was one of the biggest natural disasters of the time in this part of the country. And it's something that happens only on a certain side of the country. It rarely ever happens on the other side of the country. So you got to think, West Coast, East Coast, East Coast, what coast are we talking about here? If you know your science, it has to do with tectonic plates. Okay, so there's... Talk about giving it away. So there's, there's, there's one, there's clue number two. So let's get into the team itself. Clues number, clue number three is they won their division this year. They were 99 and 63. Um, they were in the, um, they were in the American League West. Okay, so that's, that's clue number three. Clue number four is the, Let's see here. Um, ba, 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 ba. The see if I give you guys. Oh, here's one. The one of the guys that were well, that was on the team is now a GM in the major leagues. Okay, I'm not going to give you the name. Or the team that he's the GM of. Um, uh, that was clue number three, right? So yep. clue number four. Clue number four is this team. I always like to give you guys the record of this team to get to the World Series. So the record of the t- of this team that got to the World Series. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So I'm going to give you the record in a minute because my computer is deciding to be really, really slow. So it's not pulling up. Um, the manager of this team is a Hall of Fame manager. Um, he... I'm not going to give you his name. He managed the... One of the teams that he did manage was the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay? So, the manager was the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, as well as this team as well. Um, The record, finally... My computer is deciding to work. Oh, shit. What? Side note. A-Rod got engaged to J-Lo, right? Look at this picture of... J-Lo hugging Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. This is probably old, but who do you choose there? Ronaldo or A-Rod? Fuck. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. Ronaldo's got way more money. So, in this postseason, um, the setup was a little different. So, there was no championship. This was the old school setup. So, there was just one series. You had to win one series to get to the World Series. So, they, they beat the other American League team 4 to 1. So they were 4 and 1 going in. They finished the their playoff record altogether was 8 and 1. Okay. And lastly, here's the layup clue. Okay. The there was a duo on this team that earned the nickname the Bash Brothers. Okay. And one of them wrote a book. So that is one of that's that's guess that hat. So 
we're going to put up a post. Uh, Chen's going to put up a post of the hat. Um, and you guys can comment on that. So, I mean, the colors, the colors alone might give it away. So maybe we won't post the blurred out version of but it. But that's, they still have to get the year. They still got to get the year. So if the first one who gets the right answer comes on the show. And listen, we're just doing it. We're not, we're not trying to stump people. No. Know? We want to, we want to see who's going to be quick and answer. And as you see, the last couple of weeks on this show, the, the caller has gotten a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. We were on the phone with John for over an hour. We were on the phone with Matt for over 45 minutes. Good conversation. So, you know, it's especially when the the sports week is slow, Mm. you know, it gives us the fans a chance to come on and, you know, talk to us and and be engaged with us and and, and stuff like that. So um, there's Guess That Hat. Um, And one of the things that we didn't talk about with, with John is swinging back to baseball is some of these rule changes that are happening in the Atlantic league. Um, Oh yeah. Fuck. So the, wow. one of them that I want to talk about that they're trying in the Atlantic league is now that's a fucking hat. That's their spring training hat yeah. of this year. That's fucking awesome. So, um, there are some exp- they're calling it experimental. So some of these rules are robo umpires. So the umpires would have a a computer help them with balls and strikes. And the biggest one that I have an issue with is moving the mound back 24 inches. So right now the mound is at 60 feet 6 inches. They want to push it to 62 6 inches. Now I have a problem with that. And the problem I have with that is the fact that, you know, the diamond of the field, the baseball diamond, has been the same for a cent has been the same for a century. They moved it. The mound originally was forty five feet, and they pushed it back to sixty feet, and that's where it's been for forever. You know, it's not the fact that the pitchers are too close. It's not that, and that the pitchers are throwing hundred miles an hour. You know, what is two feet going to do? A pitch that comes in at hundred is going to come in at ninety six. Right. But the one thing that they're not talking about is that it's going to affect off speed pitches. Like if a pitch has more time to move, that's like a, like an out of Vino slider. Right. If you give that ball an extra two feet to move, that thing's going to be even more devastating as it is at 60 feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and not for nothing, these players have been used to the 60, these pitchers have been used to the 60-foot, 6-inch distance. And now you're going to, all of a sudden, you're going to move it back? Like, that doesn't make sense. And on top of that, I understand that they're not making this rule change until the second half of their season to give the pitchers a chance to adjust. But, 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 but why? Like, college is still going to be 60 feet. High school is still going to be 60 feet. Why is it the fact that this one league... You have to push it back. I mean, is it is it because they they're trying to make a competitive balance between all the hitters and the pitcher? Yeah, but you know, this is, but they saying like the hitters are uh, the thrower the throwers fucking a the pitchers are throwing too hard and it's making it harder to hit. Is it less exciting now? Is that what they're saying? That's what they're thinking. You know, I mean, they're comparing it to adding the DH. You know, and it's. The DH 
you know, some people are aren't okay with the DH, and why do you have two leagues playing with different rules? You know, but that's what makes it great. You know, you bring in an American League team in a National League park. Now they got to play the game differently. You know, if you in the National League, you know, you have the game is played a lot differently, and you know, even when you put a National League team in an American League park, you know, and they're using a DH and they might not have a true DH. Okay, but that's the beauty of this game. You know, the beauty of this game is that the games are played differently in each league. And, you know, as an American League fan, I grew up with the DH. But I love watching National League games and seeing the double switches and you put the pitcher in the outfield so he doesn't face one guy and you bring him back in. Like, and moving the, the pitcher the pitcher spot in the order around just so he doesn't hit. Like, that's such a, trusti- a, a strategic part of this game that if you add the DH to the National League, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to help, you know, and not for nothing. There are some pitchers that can hit Bumgarner, Syndergaard, and they love to hit, you know, I mean, I don't understand why they have to make that rule change or try to add that. But going back to the mound, you know, I think in all, it's not going to happen. I think if you want to make a change to the rubber or the mound, maybe lower the mound a little bit. What do you mean? Height wise? The height wise. Yeah. Manage the slope that the pitcher is going downhill. Because it's easier when you're going when you're pitching, you know you're you're you should be taught to use the mound towards your advantage. So like pitchers like Randy Johnson who are six ten would actually be throwing fifty five feet rather than sixty feet. Mm-hmm. So because of their stride, and if you're throwing downhill, going down go, throwing downhill creates momentum. Just like it's right. like if you're riding a bike down a hill, you go faster the yeah. faster the the steeper the hill, the faster the bike goes. So if you lowered the slope, maybe just a, maybe a half an inch or something, that gives the pitcher less leverage going down a hill. Maybe that affects their velocity a little bit. So maybe instead of pushing it back, maybe lower the mound. You know, they already lowered the mound. Why don't you lower it a little bit more? A little bit more. You know, you don't have to throw flat, but or make them throw uphill, but maybe lower the mound just a little bit. I would say that because as a pitcher, I love the mounds that are high. I love a high mound. I hate flat mounds. So if you can find something, maybe, maybe the the height of the mound right now, you know, it, it is it too high? No, but maybe instead of worrying about distances and and stuff like that, you know, make it more, make it harder for the pitcher to gain. Um, yeah, you're, say, you're saying that you like the high mound. I do. So why would you want them to change it? I'm saying... To lower it, I mean. To to lower it is because, you know, instead of changing it, okay? No, but I'm... Yeah, but why? If, if you feel like having a high mound is good for pitchers, why would you want a shorter mound? So... Looking at this right now, the pitcher, the pitcher's mound, it must be 24 inches by six slab of white and rubber that is 10 inches above the level of home plate. Okay, six, 60 feet six inches away, in from the back point of home plate, it is placed six inches behind the center of the mound, which is erected with an 18 foot diameter circle and surrounded by a level area that is five feet five feet by 34 inches. The slope of the pitcher's mound begins six inches in front of the pitcher's plate. And must gradually decrease by one inch every foot for six feet in the direction of home plate. So, with that being, with that, you know, 
and they already lowered it from fit and it, they lowered it from 15 inches from 1900 through 1968 it was 15 inches and they lowered it to what did i say 10 inches mm-hmm. so why instead of 10 inches maybe make it seven inches right you know lower the the slope of the mount but why because maybe you're not giving the pitcher that elevation you're cutting the elevation down a little yeah, bit so they're it? not throwing harder because you're taught to throw the baseball with your legs. You're not taught yeah, to throw yeah, yeah. it with what your I'm, arms. What I'm saying is that why you want to throw harder. You're for you're for using the mound to your advantage and throwing harder, right? Exactly. All right, so for the for the sake of, of the league that wants to, I guess, cut down on the velocity, then yes, they should lower the the height of the mound. But if you're a pitcher yourself or a fan of the game, you'd want the regular height mound because that adds to velocity and it makes it harder to hit. Well, yes. So my whole, what, what, what it all comes down to for me is why do they even want to make the first change in the first place, right? Why do, do they want to slow down, make it easier to hit? Are they, are they feeling like ratings aren't as high because there aren't as much hits? I mean, we, we we know that it's all about the fucking homer now. So, why why change anything? Home runs are, are at a high, higher than they've ever been, aren't they? Yes. So, I don't think there's anything wrong. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to find an alternative instead of no, moving no, it back. I understand. That. I you know, I think that, you know, if the pitcher, you know, we talked about this with John, if the hitters had a correct approach, it don't matter how hard you're throwing, you know, Everybody says it's harder to hit. It's easier to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball that's straight, rather than a pitch with movement. That's a that's a fucking uh, piece of advice as old as time, man. They always the harder it comes in, the you further make it contact, goes out. The further it goes out. So if it's it's the movement. So if you're talking about moving the mound back, that gives the ball more time for movement, which makes it harder to hit. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So I yeah they gotta they gotta start their curve balls, their breaking balls higher. So that it fucking reaches the plate. It reaches the plate, but like I said. But wait, now if they move the mound back, that decreases the base, the space between the mound and second base. Mm-hmm. Second base gonna have to get moved back, or you know, if you move second base back, now you have the base path of first to second and second to third longer than home to first and third to home. Exactly. So they're There's... gonna increase. They're gonna just increase the whole size of field. I mean, it's not like guys aren't stealing a stealing bases at a fucking blazing. Speed pace you know yeah no it's still hard to steal a base so i i don't know i don't know i don't know there's so many ca- there's so many things that you have to talk about just by changing the dimensions of the field that you play on yeah, you know this doesn't make sense to me. i mean I don't know why they would do it it's not like nothing's wrong like if it ain't broke don't fix it exactly and they're just you know what they're trying to do and when that when that um this is just what i think wouldn't that increase the the likelihood of some of a pitcher throwing out their arm because they're trying they're going to try to throw at that same velocity from a further distance they're going to have to throw harder and pitchers get injured plenty already and you want guys throwing even harder further away further away you know doesn't make much sense and to on me. top of that you know the 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 catcher is a few, in, few, maybe a half a foot back behind home plate anyway. So you're even, it's even further. And then the 62, six inches, you know? I mean, 
it, there's I, I don't agree with it. I, I really, you know, if you're going to make a change, the, the one thing that makes the most sense is lowering the mound if you're going to make a change. I think they should leave it as it is. Yeah, what the fuck? Nothing's wrong. You know, I mean, it, it. you know what? Don't make up for the fact in your fucking analytical bullshit that the hitters don't have an approach anymore because of the fact that you're going to just change the mound. No. Teach your fucking approach. It's not about launch angle. It's not about exit velocity. Okay? The hard one it's easier to field a fly ball than a ground ball. Um it's hitting the ball on the ground is is more beneficial to a hitter because anything can happen. Right? And a ball in the air, it's gonna get underneath it. <laughs> like what's 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 easier to field? A four hundred foot bomb to center field that doesn't get out? That a, that the a center fielder can just drift back and catch the ball, or a hard hit ground ball to the hot corner. On the fucking on the fucking uh, the cusp of the grass and the dirt takes a fucking hop into your face. Yeah, you know, like there's so many things that can happen. You know, there's a two parts to every play defensively. You got to field the ball and make a good throw. Yeah. Okay. If even there's a little bobble, that's a base runner. Yep. Okay. If there's a bad throw, there's a base runner. If the fielder knocks it down, there's a base... You know, sometimes that's the difference between a double play and getting one guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, down and hard. Down and hard. That's what, you know, you, you got to teach, you know, and it's sad that these kids in seventh grade are talking about fucking launch angle. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, like, that. that's crazy to me. I know. I know. I know. You know, like, I, I... True story. Last year I was I coached JV. I coached a JV team and I sat them down in a classroom for practice one day. We didn't even touch a baseball, we didn't go on the field. I sat them down in a classroom and showed them a PowerPoint of approach. I had videos of Gwen, I had uh, Tony Gwen, I had videos of Cal Ripken and talking about the the importance of having an approach at the plate. Okay. Every count, you have a different approach. Every situation, there's a different approach. What's more important, helping your home run stats or helping your team win? Like that's that's crazy to think that people would say, "Oh, my home run stats are more important." Okay. Like, what if you hit two home runs, you strand twenty five guys on base, you're two for whatever with runners in scoring position, and you lose the game four to two. But you hit two home runs, but you still lost. And you stranded all these runners on base where a single could tie the game. Mm -hmm. Like, don't come at me with saying I need need to hit the ball in the air. And not for nothing. I agree. And not for nothing. If you hit the ball the right way, it's a line drive. Mm -hmm. Right? The ball's going to go in the air anyway. Right? Guys were hitting home runs. Hank Aaron hit 700, over 700 home runs, not worried about launch angle. Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs. Not worried about launch angle. Okay? Like, you can hit the home run. And not for nothing, Barry Bonds did it in a Barry Bonds, I'm sorry. Babe Ruth did it in a dead ball era. Right? So, he hit 60 home runs. I think the next guy hit 12. Right? You know, some guys are built to hit home runs. Some guys aren't. Like, myself, for example. In high school, I was a leadoff hitter. I was an average guy that got on base. I led the team in, I led, you know, I was a run scoring guy. I led the team in walks. I led, you know, all these other important offensive stats that people are forgetting about. Like, 
What's more important, your slugging percentage or on base percentage? Listen, man, I I agree, but unfortunately, the game has come to the point where it's all about slugging percentage. You know, it's I, all about the home runs. It's all about WAR, right? Wins above replacement. So it's these stupid numbers, and like you said, there's there's just more to it than that. Is what can you do in this certain situation? But I think we've beat a dead horse now. Yeah, I think we I think we have so to. Let's uh, we're we're cutting down. Cutting it close now. Uh, we still got to do our push and pull. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also just want to touch up on, really quickly, big NFL news. Uh, that was going to be one of my push and pulls. Okay, so I'll save it then. Um, since, you, since you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll save this for mine then. So do you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Push and pull factors. All right, you go first this time. You never go first. So I want me to do both push and pull? Go ahead. Okay, so my push factor is... What happened overnight? This is push. This is a push factor, yeah. So what happened overnight tonight? I what we woke up to it is Antonio Brown getting traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Okay. So the push, the push for me is not the fact of the trade actually happening. It's what Pittsburgh got in this trade. So if you look at some of the other trades that went down with Oakland, they got two first round picks for. Um, for uh for Mac, for Khalil Mack. Um, they got another first round pick for Amari Cooper, and they just fleeced the Pittsburgh Steelers for one of the best receivers in the game. Like it goes back to what we were talking about with Zuccarello and the Rangers in hockey. You know, you have the best receiver in the game with Pittsburgh. You can f- you could hold hostage any team. To give up a first round pick. You know, what if I don't know if the pick is protected or not, but what if you got the first pick first round pick from Oakland this year? Now you're drafting fourth overall. Hmm. Like, you don't think Antonio Brown is worth that? He's one of the top receivers in the game. And what pushes me away from it is the fact that, yeah, okay, they they kicked money into his contract and they're not paying the contract. But what are you doing? Like, you just lost Le'Veon Bell for nothing. You're losing Le'Veon Bell for nothing. And you just gave up Antonio Brown pretty much for a third round and a fifth round pick that might not amount to anything. Like, you just lost two of your best players, impact players, for for a third and fifth round pick if you really break it down between the two. Well. It's a bad... They, they, yeah. They're not setting up for the future. They're, they're, they set themselves up for well, failure. let's see what they do with this pick. What are you going to do? They could do anything. <laughs> they got, they have a stud receiver. They have a, a. I think Derek Carr is still a good quarterback. I just think he's gotten the short end of the stick. I think he's a he's, he's a good quarterback. I think so too. I think there's something behind John Gruden's madness. I, I really I, I I just find it hard to believe he's doing this without a without a reason. Um, he wants his guys. Yeah, but you know, you can't tell me that Khalil Mack at least isn't your kind of guy. So maybe they go with a defensive player. Who knows with that? They didn't want to. They didn't want to pay Khalil Mack. That was the problem. Well, that's fucking stupid. Well, you know, I opened up Bleacher Report just now, and it says the first thing I see: Gruden gets last laugh with AB trade. Raiders pull a good old fashioned heist yeah, on the Steelers. Course. But like, but they everybody's saying, but they saying were, it. Yeah, but they were saying that the Steelers really had no choice. They, they, there were no other offers because Antonio Brown was was sabotaging his own trade value. 
and with everything that he was doing. So the Steelers were just like, you know what? Let's just get this guy out of here. We don't. We're done with the with the attention to us. Get him out for whatever we can get him for. And yeah, they got fucked. But I don't know. All right. So what's your pull then? So my pull factor is the um the feel good story of um what happened with uh Stephon Curry. Um Stephon Curry has his own shoe line. Yeah. And he they it was just released it was just released in men's sizes. So this girl what do you mean? this little it's girl always, it's always been this little girl wrote to Stephon Curry and said, I really like your shoes. Can you make them in women's sizes? I think it's Stephen. It's whatever. I don't give a fuck. No, that's great. Um, if he's a listener, he's going to be very funny. Yeah, he's not listening to this. Um, this little girl wrote wrote to him and said, you know, I want, can you make a, a girl's shoes? So he released new sneakers, was co-designed by a girl who, who was asked why his shoes were only sold to boys. So now he said, you know what? You're right. He came out. He released a shoe now that girls can wear because, you know. I can't believe that. So. I can't believe that. Stephen Curry, Mr. Holier Than Thou, does everything right. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves, oh, he's so cute with his family, his wife, beautiful. Oh, the daughter. He brings his daughter in the post-game interview. You've got a daughter and you're not selling these shoes for girls? The fuck is wrong with you? So, dude, what the fuck? That's some that's some fucking hypocritical bullshit right there. It is, but the pull thing is, is for me is that he actually like yeah, okay, said, great, you know, good did job. the right thing. And also, I mean, how stupid of a fucking business plan is that? You you're eliminating half your market. Don't tell me that there aren't girls that that want to emulate NBA players. Plenty of girls that want to wear NBA player shoes. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, yeah. you're you're already in the hole by sponsor, being sponsored by Under Armour, bro, for with a, with a for a basketball shoe, not for nothing. His shoes, they ain't the best looking shoe. They're kind of ugly. Not gonna lie, I think people wear them just because it's Curry. Yeah, you know. But all right, but that's a good. I like that. That's a good story. So, go. You go into it now. You're push and pull. All right, here we go. Um. So my go my push, my push has to deal with Puma's pull. A uh, push. Your push was AB. My push was AB. Yeah. All right, my my push has to deal with Antonio Brown as well. Uh, we had a source come to us earlier in the week with uh, with some news that Antonio Brown was traded to the Buffalo Bills. And I was like, oh, can't wait to report this. Can't wait to uh, give this guy credit for the break. As we know now, turns out it was, it was false, fake news. And the reason why it's a push is that I was really looking forward to, to playing a little bit of this. Make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. It's kind of like the 76ers song. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Say we will. Come on, Every team needs songs like this. Come on and shout. Yeah. Buffalo's happening now. We're on the moon now. 
I step out of the room for one minute and I walk into this. <laughs> Dude, this is great. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. We're the Giants now. The Bills make me want to have you. Oh, God. I mean, that's... That's beautiful. So, I don't know. I just walked into the so, lion's den here. What the hell's was, going on? I was planning this whole thing. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna drop that at the end of the episode. I was like, yes, this is gonna be great. It's gonna throw Puma off big time. And I can't get to do it because that that was fake news. So thanks for that. That uh, not to my source, to to the other sources out there. Thank you for that. Uh, my pull is March Madness is upon us. It is March. It's a beautiful month. Okay. Birthday month. When's Selection Sunday? Uh, St. Patrick's Day, I believe, next week. Okay. Um, you got spring is on the horizon. Uh, just green. I think spring. I think fresh. And I think flora. I think smelling good. Everything is new beginnings. And then there's March Madness that falls right in the middle. Beautiful, beautiful time of year. We got championship week upon us now, Next, starting next week. Uh, and then what, what Puma alluded to. Selection Sunday. Oh, that was disgusting. I just I just watched him regurgitate a fucking wad of shit from his mouth and into a bottle. It was fucking gross. Um, Dipper life, baby. Anyway. Yeah. So, March Madness is my poll. I hear Zion is going to be playing in the ACC tournament. Thank God. That's good choice. Good. That's good to hear. Good choice. Um, they lost to UNC, and I think maybe that was the defining factor. He was like, fuck this. I got to come back. So, looking forward to that. Easy push-pull for me this week. All right, cool. So I'm kind of a little shook right now by walking into that Buffalo Bill anthem. Um, but, you know, that's our – That's I think it was a good show. Yeah. Great show. Uh, I would like to thank John Cirillo, host of Fanalyze This. If he doesn't have a nickname, I would like to give him one. What's his nickname? He, he did mention that they were going around talking about nicknames, and I think some people call him Cyril, but you can call him Cyril the Thrill. Oh. Yeah. Like Wilt, he sounds like a Wilt Chamberman type of. Well, uh, they had Wilt the Still. Wilt the he's, Still. He's surreal the thrill. I like. I, I just want to call him the Godfather. He's got that Godfather sound. It works. Well, yeah, he's like Tony Soprano. Yeah, exactly. Um, but thank, thank you for our guest today coming on from again the podcast. Analyze this. Uh, we look forward to having our our guest next week. Uh, it could be you. Uh, just reach out to us on Instagram underneath the post. Yeah, once you see the post, comment. We need the year and the team name. So just team name won't count. We need the year. Okay. And if we have, if somebody doesn't answer and we put up like an Instagram story, um, don't answer the Instagram story. Answer the underneath the post because yeah. you know the post will, will everybody will see the post and see that you have the right answer. Yep. If you DM us the answer, nobody's gonna know that you, yeah, you're the winner. Um, so. With that being said, we also gotta, you know, if you have questions in general, feel free to send it to us through Instagram. Uh, who do you think you are? I am. Uh, we can tweet at us. Same, same tag, right? Same, yeah. Uh, everything. It's our it's our podcast name, pretty much. Uh, you could also safe bet W D U T. Oh come on, W D U T U R I A M. That's for Instagram and Twitter. That's both. So it's, yeah. 
for both platforms. All right. Well, hit the subscribe button. You know, get keep, get, keep get a hold of us. Keep us in your thoughts. And um, we look forward to hearing from you guys. And Chenz, is there anything you want to add? I just got one more thing to ask you. Who do you think you are? I am. Ciao. See you guys later. Dude, this fucking, this chick just started.